When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Ask Floss. I'm so happy you are here to join me. For those of you that might be new, this is the place where you can ask me anything. Okay, here we go with your first question. What's your favourite outfit at the moment? At the moment I'm wearing this black lacy thing that I got on Brick Lane. It's a gorgeous like almost tank top style cardigan fit with black lace ruffles, black cowboy boots and black long denim shorts. That's I'm wearing it a lot at the moment. Okay, next question. Dream future podcast guests, uh, Gloria Steinem and Lady Gaga. Those were my immediate first two. Oh, and Megan the Stallion. <laughs> I'd fucking love to interview Megan the Stallion. Okay, next question. If you could become a mythical creature, what would you become? I've not thought a lot about mythical creatures. The only one I think I know is unicorn. So I'm going to say unicorn. I think they're quite happy, aren't they? I'm a very happy, joyful person. And then I have a little rainbow thing on the top of my head gay happy unicorn okay next question when it's obvious that they're just not that into you how do you pick yourself up from this as much as I tell myself I'm great it's still a blow to the self-esteem of course it's a blow to the self-esteem because you feel rejected and rejection is really really hard but also rejection does redirect you and take you to exactly the fuck where you need to be if someone doesn't like you there's no fighting that and that's kind of liberating because it means you just have to close the door and move on to something And there's always going to be something better. There's always going to be something better. And it might not come tomorrow. I know that's so fucking annoying when people say, there's always something better. And you wait years. But it comes. And it might not be in a person, but it will be in an experience. And you'll realise, I would never have experienced this if I was still dating that person. And you'll realise it's a full circle moment. Okay, on to the next question. I need to use social media for work, but God, Instagram gives me anxiety. How do I build a platform in order to achieve creative success but still preserve my mental health? This is my whole life. Oh my God, I've been through so many things online. But Instagram is my soapbox. It is my, it's the place where I can talk about things I want to. It's the place where I can spread my creative projects like my podcast, like my new book coming out. All of this stuff, I completely feel you. It is an anxiety-inducing place, especially because it breeds comparison because we're just viewing people's lives through the you know, the lens of their best bits. And it is a lot. Um, I would just say don't follow anyone. Maybe unfollow a shit ton of people to reduce comparison um, and use it exclusively for work and not social connections. Okay, on to the next question. What do you do during your time off? I'm in the sun, I'm snogging, I'm dancing, I'm reading books, I'm hanging out with my assistant. Oh no, that's when I'm working. (laughs) We hang out so much that the lines just get blurred and it's gorgeous and we work at my home office as well. But that's what I'm doing most of the time. And if it's sunny, I'm definitely in it. Drinking iced coffee, going for walks by the canal. All the gorgeous things. Sun, snogging, dancing and chatting shit and going for brunch with my friends. That's what I love to do in my time off. 
Okay, on to the next question. If you can have another job in another life or parallel universe, what would it be? Boom, got my answer. I'd be running a cafe and I would be the sexiest, happiest barista you have ever seen in your life. And I would just be making lovely people coffee all day, playing Fleetwood Mac and dancing behind the counter. That is, honestly, I would do it tomorrow in a heartbeat. Okay, next question. When did you last cringe at yourself? Okay, throwing it back onto me. I ask all of my guests this question. When did, oh, maybe when I was, um, I actually feel like I've said this before. I made a playlist for someone after knowing them very shortly, someone I fancied. And I recently found myself, I almost sent a song to someone and was like, oh, this reminds me of you. And then I stopped myself doing it because of the lyrics in the song. So there are so many moments where I almost dare to be vulnerable and then I pull myself back and I cringe. And that's, um, that's probably the last time. That's the last memory I can think of. Okay, on to the next question. What was your favourite TV show growing up? Hannah Montana, maybe? I loved a bit of Hannah Montana. I loved all the gorgeous songs. Hmm, yeah, Hannah Montana, I think. Okay, next question. What's your love language? Oh, I love it when people do things for me. So like acts of service, like someone bringing me coffee, someone making my day easier. I love words of affirmation. I love being told how loved and adored and appreciated I am. Um, I love words of affirmation. I'm a massive slag for some words of affirmation. Okay, next question. Do you know your Myers-Briggs personality type? No, I've not done the test yet. I get asked this all the time and I should definitely just fucking do it, shouldn't I? Okay, next question. I'm going to be a maid of honour for my best friend next year. Can you give me some hen party ideas, activities, games, places to go in London? Her only rule is no planes. So I've never had to do, I'm 23, and I've never had to organise a friend's wedding. Um, Hen party ideas, places to go in London. So I love being on the water. Uh, The canals in London, you've got one in Paddington, Little Venice, uh, Hackney Canal. I love a good canal. So something by the water would be lovely. Maybe if you want like an activity, maybe you could do something with like vintage shopping um, and creating looks and taking pictures, some kind of like scavenger hunt or something. Um, I don't know what your friend's into. So I'm really sorry that I'm not going to be very good at this maid of honour bridal shout, no, hen party ideas planning for you. Um, But something that involves gorgeous colours and a bit of water. That's what I'd love bright colours and a bit of water on the canal on a boat or something like that that'd be nice maybe take a karaoke machine and go on a boat in the canal and just be loud and gorgeous okay on to the next question I'm a big fan of your book Women Don't Owe You Pretty truly inspiring have you always wanted to become a writer I've always thought a lot of things in my head and I've always they've always kind of come out in my speech in a very tangled sort of manner so I started journaling when I was very young to articulate my thoughts and try to understand everything that I was thinking I was learning a lot about people I was learning a lot about the world I used to read a lot of fiction books when I was younger but I never saw myself as being a writer it's just something I'd always done since I was young in my journals um thousands and thousands and thousands of words my even my journal is like over 200,000 words long and it's something that I practice daily I never saw myself as being a published author until the idea was suggested to me that actually all of this stuff I was putting online would be really good in a book I think because I had an idea of what a writer or an author was I never saw myself as one because I'm really creative and I'm, I'm also young and I didn't think that how could I be a published author at this age uh, and then I just fucking did it and 
now I want to do it for the rest of my life. It's something that gives me a lot of energy. I want to have a massive fat stack of books by the time I'm dead. I just want this enormous pile of books that people can read and feel empowered and inspired from. And yeah, this is something that I want to do forever. Okay, how do you spend your time whilst on holiday alone? So I recently just got back from Tenerife. I went for 10 days in Spain on my own. It was absolutely incredible. In the evenings, I went for a walk along the coast. It was in South Tenerife. And there was, you could see the mountains and the sun and the sun setting and the moon rising at exactly the same time every single night. And it was mesmerizing and to me that makes me so incredibly happy so I could just sit and watch that read a good book go down to the sea I wrote some letters I wrote some poetry uh it was basically like an incredibly romantic holiday all by myself another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay, on to the next question. I'm finally plucking up enough courage to go on my first solo holiday. Do you have any solo holiday recommendations? So my first solo holiday was in Lisbon. I stayed in an Airbnb. I was initially afraid to even leave the Airbnb because I was afraid of men on the street harassing me. I, you know, getting looks from men, especially in a hot country, you don't wear a lot of clothing. You know, you wear like a crop top and shorts or whatever you wear. But I got over that fear and it was, you know, in my head. It's almost like this mental kind of prison that you keep yourself in. It's the comfort zone, right? Because it's safe there, but nothing exciting ever happens in the comfort zone because it's just your routine. It was scary for me to get on a plane for the first time alone, but that was obviously fine, completely fine. Lisbon's a really good place. It's quite hilly, so just be prepared to walk a lot. I went to Florence a couple years ago, just after Women Don't Are You Pretty published. I took myself to Florence and stayed in an apartment there. That was gorgeous. I just love reading and writing in the sun and drinking coffee and feeling like I'm in a movie. So anywhere that's really romantic and that I can ride a bike is one of my ideal locations. Okay, on to the next question. What's your favourite tattoo you have? Hmm, probably the rose on my hand. I really love the rose on my hand. It's my favourite tattoo. It's so intricate and fine. And it's also quite a masculine tattoo, actually. But it was by at Molly the Bunting on Instagram. She's incredible. Okay, next question. I currently live at home with my family and have not come out to them. I recently started dating other women and it feels like quite a tricky situation I'm in. Do you have any advice on how to come out to my parents? Yeah, this is so tricky regardless of your age. I think obviously the younger you are, the trickier because your parents are still responsible for you you live in their house or whatever it is and it can feel like living a bit of a double life it's the cliche and stuff but it's so true 
especially if you're a feminine woman who's queer, you kind of always come out. You always come out to everyone. So I have to come out most days in my life and you kind of watch the look on people's face as they're shocked that you're dating a woman or shocked that you're queer or whatever. So coming out never really stops because you have to do it a lot. The the hardest one to do is with your parents. My advice for coming out to your parents would be to firstly feel very confident and comfortable in who you are and know that you are who you are regardless because particularly if you're bisexual even, it's like you take it to your parents and they're kind of, you know, if, if they're a bit outdated and they don't really understand it, they can kind of just see it as a phase and that can be really invalidating. So I would say talk to some people you know that are bisexual or if you're queer or you're fully gay, talk to some people who are fully gay, whatever it is that you're feeling or you identify as currently to support you and know that you are still queer regardless of what your parents say. I'm sure it's going to go absolutely fine. I was very surprised by my mum's reaction um, she was very supportive of me towards the, the end. At first, she didn't really understand what I was talking about because I said I was bisexual and she didn't get it, but she gets it now. And I think sometimes it just takes a little while with parents to understand all of these things regarding sexuality and gender that have existed for a while, but we're only just starting to talk about now. Okay, on to the next question. What would you do on a first date with a woman? I like drinks. I like drinks. I like walks. Um, I like activity-based dates. They're really fun. Um, anytime I've done a dinner date, it feels quite formal because you're sat across from each other and you just start asking questions. It feels a little bit like an interview. I like a drink date um, usually on bar stools because on bar stools, you can get a bit of touch in if you want to or it's not so formal with a massive table between you. I've had dates where you're talking across the table and you can't hear each other speak sometimes and that's not the vibe. It's so much nicer when you can actually be next to someone and it doesn't feel like an interview. Don't like dates that feel like an interview. Not about that. Okay, on to the next question. Did you find it easy to cement your aesthetic? I tend to bounce all over the place. I still feel like I'm bouncing all over the place, but I have a kind of core, almost like a foundation to my style, which is the 70s. So whether it's 70s dad, whether it's 70s female uh, clothing, 70s queer clothing, like whatever it is, sometimes I add a splash of cowboy in there. I'm always wearing cowboy boots. Um, there's always a 70s undertone to it. I always kind of want to look like a retro version of a modern updated aesthetic. Okay, on to the next question. Hi Floss, can you please share some shag styling tips? So currently, yeah, I guess I have a shag haircut. Um, I also have a full fringe going on at the moment and I curl it into my face. So I don't curl it away and up, I curl it into my face and then puff it out with my fingers and it looks gorgeous. That's about the only styling tip I have at the moment. Sometimes I still do my Farrah Fawcett hair, but at the moment I'm just washing it, drying it and then curling the fringe. Okay, on to the next question. How do you know if you're dressing for yourself and not for others and their expectations? I think it's always going to be a bit of both, right? You always want a bit of peer group approval on your look. Um, either that or you dress so eccentrically yourself and then you just attract other people who also dress the same in that kind of genre. Um, I would say, you know, you're dressing for yourself or dressing for other people's expectations when maybe you feel uncomfortable in something, but you know that it might win someone's opinion over. 
I would say I think it's completely impossible to extract one from the other. I think we're always going to be a little bit approval seeking. You're always going to want to find people that are like yourself. But when it comes to, I spoke about this in Women Don't Know You Pretty when I was 14 years old and wearing chicken fillets and bodycon dresses. That was not for myself. It was so uncomfortable. And the only reason I did it was because I wanted the boys to fancy me and the girls to think I was cool. And everyone was just kind of playing along in this charade of like premature adulthood where we were wearing high heels and sucking our stomachs in and no one was enjoying it I don't even know if the boys liked it it's just what we thought we did we were just performing being an adult so that's the last time I can remember deeply wearing things that did not align with how I feel inside that's all we have time for this week thank you so much for being here with me and I can't wait to be back here with you again next week love you bye